You unlock this benefit with the key of Patreon. Beyond is another dimension. A dimension of thought. A dimension of speculation. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both waffle and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed into the podcast zone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Trekking Through the Twilight Zone. I've now decided that's our official title, because I quite understand what we were doing it for. Um, and as always, I'm joined by Julian. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? I'm doing great. I'm somewhere in the Twilight Zone every day. Yes. <laughs> it feels like that, doesn't it, at times? It really does feel like we're just in the Twilight Zone. Something weird um, happening. You know, I have a, we have a blonde buffoon as a, president, a prime minister. It's off of the Twilight Zone. Um Right, but we are, we are carrying on with our trekking through the toilet, and we are starting uh, for you today with Mirror Image, uh, the story of a young woman who sees her doppelganger, a multiple, there are several in this sort of episode, uh, at a bus station uh, in the early hours, uh, waiting for a bus. Before I start, this episode um, really creeped me out for some <laughs> reason. Like, proper struck a chord with me, this one. Um, so we'll get into it, but yeah, but Julian, what, what were your thoughts on this one? Well, I mean, it's funny. I, I've gone through the Twilight Zone before, and I don't remember a lot of the episodes consciously. And as soon as I saw that bus stop, uh, that bus depot, I was like, "Oh, I love this! Uh, this is great!" <laughs> um, I I like this episode a lot. I think that it's it's weakest or most interesting point is that there winds up not being any explanation at mm. the end and this is you know a trope that kind of i guess this is the first case of that but it, it starts happening occasionally you get these episodes um but i i love all of the events and i really identify <laughs> with this character yeah it was it's it's an interesting episode because the setup is so that, uh, a young woman in a bus stop, and the bus is late, so she goes to the, the sort of the guy behind the, the till behind the cage, and says, you know, um, when's it going to come in? Proper crabby, just sort of basically says like, it'll be in when it's in. You know, it's raining, it's whatever, it's late. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. Stop me moaning. And he actually says, you know, it's, it, this is the same as when you asked 15 minutes ago. Um, and, and 30 minutes before that and 30 minutes before that yeah and he, he says like, you know you just keep asking and so she's like no 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 this is the first time I've come up and then she says and then she recognises that she has um, uh, an identical version of her bag her luggage is in is checked in and all this other stuff and then the best scene in this film so it, it sort of escalates to sort of things like she thinks she's going crazy and she runs into the bathroom and she's sort of again a, a, a bathroom attendee or there's a woman cleaning it says well, you've, you know, you've just been in here. Like, you know, you all right? And she opens the door and sees in the reflection herself sitting in the chair in on the bench. <laughs> and it was that it was that shot and another one that shortly that really sort of bothered me. It was so so creepy that you know, and th- this doppelganger, it, it, you know, is is blatantly evil. Um, how so? So, okay, the, the other scene is sort of, um, you know, because at first I thought of like, you know, Mirror Universe, sort of Star Trek. I was expecting the evil, the evil version to have a, to have a goatee and, and they didn't. Um, but when she's, when it comes to the bus arrives and 
she's she's sort of like made friends with this with this gentleman in, in the in the bus station and she goes to get on the bus and all you see is her sort of scream and she falls backwards and passes out she runs and, back in and then yeah passes out yeah and what you see it sort of pans up to see that her doppelganger has taken her seat on the bus and the doppelganger gives this smirk of sort of like i, I take it as like satisfaction it's almost like a I've I've done beyond this point. I have now taken over because I'm going to reach your destination and sort of like take over your life. Um, so I, I don't see that at all. Um, I didn't see. I mean, I didn't see on that face um, an awareness of what uh, had just happened. Um, I I am not convinced that the doppelganger on the bus saw. What was to her, her doppelganger, run away, scream and run away. Um, I'm not sure that that's clear. I mean, it, it's also not clear why this guy with her, you mm. know, she doesn't even ask, like, did you look up? Did you see me? You know, um, it's not clear that that doppelganger is the same as the doppelganger sitting on the uh, seat uh, in the <laughs> mirror. And it's also not clear that that doppelganger on the bus will arrive at the destination. Uh, that is very unclear to me. I, I don't think that is the case. Then you're duplicating people. And, you know, there's one Millicent Barnes who's institutionalized and there's another one who yeah, got totally. to Portland. That's exactly how I see it. I mean, she gives this, she gives, it's not an explanation because it's not validated. But she does mm -hmm. say that about what she read. And she says, no, I've read this thing about about like changelings almost like you know this idea of doppelgangers that they'll come and they'll change take the, they come in from another dimension this idea of dimensional crossover and how they are here to um they have to replace you and it's not done until they can fully replace you and so like her being institutionalized and being taken out of the way is, is opening the path for this other doppelganger to complete this thing of, of you know, taking over her life and duplicating her. So yeah, no. Fun to, at the end of this, there was spoilers. Totally, I mean, that yeah. might be the plot of the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's her theory. I mean, I don't know. Like, and and it doesn't explain the uh, bag appearing and disappearing, and people saying, "I just talked to you." I mean, if some sort of agent a sort of doppelganger we're going up and, and talking to the uh check-in person uh you would presume she in the same room would see it mm. uh i don't know that there's a single i mean i sort of see it as like if there's any explanation it's like this is just like a bus depot on a ley line you know the bus depot is like just in the twilight zone and weird shit like time is kind of screwed up here it's it's like those uh those cons those old places where they make the house at an angle you know and they'd say gravity's strange here mm -hmm. you know this is like gravity you know time is a little weird here um or something like that uh or the dimensions got kind of cross here i was gonna say it's just like a cross but they bleed they're bleeding into each mm -hmm. other sort of thing yeah yeah yeah, and I can see that because the, the very ending of the episode is the gentleman who she's made friend sees his and runs after him. Like it literally yeah, his, ends. His, with him. his bag disappears, and then he chases his doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah. So he, she, he's chasing that other one down. So 
yeah, like you say, there's no real explanation for this one, but I, it, for me, it felt like I, I, I took it as there was intent uh, in that activity. I love the fact it is so creepy, though, that like you, that there isn't sort of like there isn't anybody to follow. You know, she sees glimpses, like her bag disappears, then it reappears, and then you know, um, she's been seen by these other people, but she's clearly not been there. And she's sat. In, the thing as well, as you see, she's been sat in front of the ladies' bathroom. That's where she's been sat. And then so when this woman, she goes in and she's, oh, I've just seen you two minutes ago. Like, no, she, that's not possible because I've literally just been sat looking at this door. Um, it clearly shows there is, there's there's something, you know, supernatural going on. Um, but does it have intent? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I may be more on the side of it's not clear or there is no intent. Um, but I'm interested in like, Okay, so you're saying, like, it creeped you out. I mean, it creeps me out, too, but I really identify with this. And maybe it's because I don't know about identity, and I'm conf- I'm confused by, I think, our notions of consistent identity are problematic at best. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes look at myself in the mirror and I'm shocked I look like that. Uh, or I'll sort of forget yes. what my face looks like. Mm. Um, and I'm also uh, sort of have always been sort of an absent minded professor. And the thing that this is, you know, I would I would like go down to the laundry room. But and I'm thinking about like, you know, you know, astronomy or, or whatever it is that I'm thinking about. And then by the time I get down there, I have no idea why I went down there, go back upstairs. And I repeat this like three times. Now, the thing that I do is I'll, I leave coffee everywhere and I would, you know, get another mug. I get a mug of coffee. The coffee's cold. I'll open the microwave to put the coffee in the microwave. And there's another mug of coffee in the microwave. <laughs> now, I know and I don't remember putting it there. Um, that's creepy sometimes, you know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, the thing of not recognizing your own face is like that's just getting old. I swear I do that. I look back and go like, fuck, I'm not I'm not 25 anymore. Jesus. Um, but but I, I did that when I was younger, too. Yeah. I mean, there is one thing you say about spirit image and there's two things I, th- I can relate to what you're saying. There are two things I can relate to is I think I'm very um, I would say generic, like you know, in in, in general terms, I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm tall. I've got a big I've got, you know, I'm a big guy. I've got a bald head and a beard. If I walk into a room in most, or I walk into a pub, all right, and stand at a bar, you're probably going to see four of me. The, you know, sort of like general sort of big blokes with bald heads and beards. Like it's a very sort of thing where, you know, you're going to look in. It, it does become a little bit like, yeah, I'm I'm just one of these doppelgangers wandering around. <laughs> um, but the other thing that you sort of simply, you know, when you I don't know if you've done this. If you look intently into the eyes of your reflection. That scares the crap out of me, and I can't. I could never. I can never pin down why. But I think part of it is I'm scared that my reflection is going to look away before I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I know what you mean. This, this thing of having this doppelganger, this idea of this thing out there mirroring me, like, really creeps me out. Like I've really sort of this idea of coming home and finding being, the door being answered by me, mm-hmm. or something like that and there's obviously this idea in folklore this idea of the changeling you know where 
fairy folk or something would take the baby and replace it with you know thing and it just would be off and it, it, it's this thing of it's that sort of thing and so yeah this idea of sort of there being this other version and i'm i'm quite almost i'm subscribed to it this idea of multiple dimensions or whatever don't understand it enough to really comment on it but um i would say like you know it's possible very very you know possible but um yeah i don't know what it just creeps me out this idea that like because the people do say about seeing their doppelgangers, don't they? they? They see like even in time, the amount of times you see photos that sort of like you know there was a thing. Was it Keanu Reeves or Hugh Jackman? I can't remember. Or one, no, Nick Cage. Sorry, is Nick Cage a vampire? Because there's pictures of someone from the American Civil War that's like a, a total like dead ringer for Nick Cage. So facial features only only kind of do so much, mm-hmm. and so yeah. But th- this this sort of felt different. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you, I mean, you come at this from multiple perspectives, but you come at this sort of um, more from a sort of like supernatural perspective. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not discounting that, but I come at this, you know, also from a sort of mental illness perspective (laughs) of like, I, you know, I can totally imagine, I've also been through multiple concussions. And I've had like my memories of a day mixed up where where I will insist like, no, we had coffee there. And so and so was with you're like, no, that never happened. That was with a different group of people. And it's like, I know you're right. But my identity is like cracking as I'm speaking. And I realize, you know, my concept of self and memory is not what hmm. I thought it was, you know. And so I know how horrifying this is yeah. but i really identify with it yeah no but as i said that's why this episode is so good because it is, it is it's a good one to dig into it's a fascinating episode. It, one of the things i'll say about this episode but it's shot so minimalistic like this this is such a sort of like you know this is one set really <clears throat> and this whole thing and it's it's played so uh and it rests on the shoulders really this one character and you, you know, this idea of her desperation and her sort of like her, you say, but you're cracking her cracking like her. This, this is her breaking down <clears throat> to the extent that she is taken away at the end to a, to an institution. And um, so, yeah, you, she, she's really good in this, by the way. I couldn't tell you the actress's name. I'm sorry, I couldn't, I can't do that. But Sarah like, Miles. Yes. It, she's excellent in this of like just this idea of like every time someone says well no you've been before she's like no no i haven't stop saying this and she sort of like gets wound up and sort of like you know um so yeah no she was great in it. but I, I just i really enjoyed this episode and say it really creeped me out um <clears throat> any final comments though julian before we sort of uh, before we wrap up on this this one episode uh, I, I love this episode one minor final note is how nice everybody is um like despite the attendant being grumpy it's like uh the twilight zone for the most part occurs in a universe in which just people are fundamentally nice to each other and they help each other out yeah it's like this guy is talking to the the um you know uh, uh baggage check guy and he's like boy, I really feel for her. You know, I, I guess the police, I've got to call the police, you know, they're going to institutionalize. But it's like, they really care about, he misses his bus, you know. Mm. Uh, boy, 
people are nice in this universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Having said that, the, the, the only thing I sort of I would say as well that sort of stood out for me, because I think we said quite a lot about this episode, is mm-hmm. in the, the opening narration, um, uh, when Serling's giving this sort of intro, there's a moment where he describes her as... Um, he basically is big and up, saying she's not one for sort of flights of fancy and that. And she says she has a she has a um, an outstanding qualification that many would describe as a good head on her shoulders. Like it's not she's a, she's a business she's a, she's a career woman, and like you said, that doesn't mean much in 1960. But and she has the she has the gleaming or the the glamouring um, glowing qualification of a good head on her shoulders. And I was like, is that supposed to be a compliment? Like. <laughs> Yeah, it is a little infantilizing, right? You know, it's like, that's what you'd say about a kid. Like, you know, Mm. well, you know, they're going off to college, but don't worry. You know, like, she's got a good head. He's got a good head on his shoulders. You know, it'll be okay. Yeah. It it just stood out to me as being quite, you know, a a comment of the times, really. Definitely something from 1960. Um, But yeah, but this was a good episode. Um, Yeah. You know, a a cracking episode. uh, And... uh, um, Got some really good sort of suspense and horror moments, so I enjoyed this one. But yeah, if that's it, uh, Julian, I think we're done. I think we've hit our limit, and uh, the trekking will continue in the next episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, and we shall uh, speak to you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.